Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Well, hello, long time no see. Um, Welcome back. Welcome to 2024. I have moved to a whole other state. I now live in Charleston, South Carolina. So sorry for the little hiatus. I just like had to get my life together. We moved here on my 30th birthday and then we pretty much were only here for a couple days and then went to Wilmington, North Carolina for a week for uh, Christmas. And then we were celebrating New Year's with some family that came into town. And then I felt like I needed a couple weeks and then I get hit with the cold. But all in all, I'm proud that I only took like a month break from podcasting. Um, so we're doing it again. We're doing it back. We're going to have low expectations. I don't have a whole lot of daylight. Um, so I was about to be like, oh no, I can't do it again. But I'm like, no, we just need to like rip the bandaid off. It's just like when I tell people with nutrition, like we can't be perfect. Let's just like get back to it. So um, today I'm excited to talk to you about a topic that kind of came to me yesterday. Um, this isn't what I was going to talk about, but I put a list of three different ideas for my first podcast back of 2024. And this is the one that people voted the most on. And it's going to be nutrition influencer X. I was sick all week and then I kind of like got caught up on all of my YouTube vloggers that I love to watch. And um, one of them in particular loves to talk about like random nutrition stuff. And it just like always gives me the ick. I love them, but um, yeah, that part I like, I don't like. So it got me on like a rant of just being like, I can't imagine what would it be like if you didn't know nutrition and you just like, I don't know, do you think that what they talk about is real? Do you believe it? Do you buy the things they talk about? So I thought I could do like an overview of what I've noticed on different influencers or like I was sitting thinking about like influencers that I follow and common things that like they talk about that are incorrect or just like give me the ick when it comes to nutrition that they just like shouldn't be talking about. And I want to clarify some things. Um, So I have five different points here, but first for um, a couple of housekeeping announcements, millennial living, the theme of the month is pick your goal and follow through. <laughs> We're just going to have people pick a goal that they want to work on. Um, Cause I'm sure everybody has goals that they want to work on for this year. And then you can post your goal and then um, just post three different updates of you meeting that goal and you'll be entered to win a $25 gift card. There's been the same person that has won in the past three months because she's been the only person to enter, which is great. Um, I've worked with her twice in my program, so I'm happy to give her all the gift cards, but come on, give her a little competition in there. Especially if you're a current client, you get the Millennial Living membership for free and you can win a $25 gift card um, if you just complete the challenge, which most of the things that we have a challenge for, we are already recommending in our program anyway. Um, and it can be a just great way to... Um, not feel alone. Most of the people that do the challenges are all previous clients. So um, you can be with some people that also kind of know what they're talking about and have some inspiration. So make sure to check that out. Um, and then client status. So I um, had a discovery call with somebody today and is if she books, that'll be my last client 
for this month, I've had a lot of client, new clients come in. Um, and I think I will, for the rest of the January, for like the next two weeks, I'm not going to take any more until February, but Lacey is our other coach who is taking clients right now. So if you're interested, you can um, still sign up for a discovery call, check out Lacey's profile on our website and see if she's somebody that you want to work with. She's great. I've had her on the podcast multiple times. She's the first coach that I ever brought on. I've known Lacey forever, like probably for like 10 plus years. We went to school together all the years. So she's great. Clients love her. Um, and if you want to work with me, you can still sign up. You just be, you'll be waiting until February. But if you do sign up and pay and then wait, you do get an extra like month of millennial living. So that is a thing that you can work on while you're waiting. And it would just be probably less than, well, no two week wait. Um, for us to work together in February. So just a few little announcements, but let's go ahead and dive in. I have five points on influencer nutrition icks that you should not be following. The first one is clean eating. So this is what I was talking about on Instagram. And I'll just go ahead and say, <laughs> I was watching Julia and Hunter Havens. I actually really love them. I love Julia's um, mindset around her body. It's honestly like been helpful to me for her to talk about it, um, about how just... I think there's something that she said recently that was like, I just want to be, I don't like, I, I don't want my personality to only be around like trying to be thin. Like that seems like a boring person to me. And I was like, that's an amazing mindset. However, they get really good up on these like supplements. And I think this is nutrition across the board. Like also um, full confession, love to watch ASMR, like the, um, like what's it called? Like where it's like a real person or point of view or whatever, like somebody getting a massage or something just like calms me down. And they're also often like pushing supplements as a form of like advertisement. So I do get it. Um, I just hate that they say like that they use it and that, I mean, sorry, I got on a tangent um, for clean eat. But I feel like Julia and Hunter and so many other influencers that I follow, and I do like to follow a lot of them, talk about the, like this, oh, this is a really, a really clean food or it's a clean ingredient or it's a clean recipe. And I hate the word clean if a brand comes to me and says that they want me to talk about their like clean ingredients or their clean product, I'm going to be like, I am, I will tell them, I will not use that word. I think that you have something else that we could highlight, whether it's like low calorie or it's made out of like real fruit juice. So it's going to have a lot of vitamin C, but I will not say it's something's clean because I think it's so deceptive. Clean literally means nothing. Like it, I, I feel like to influencers or from the population, general public, they want it to be like this thing that like, I guess has minimal ingredients and ingredients that you know, but that doesn't mean that it's the safer item. There's so many ingredients that are natural and items that have like food products that have minimal ingredients that still aren't safe. I mean, we have food recalls all the time on fruits and vegetables and there's like no extra ingredients in them. And so just saying that something is low in ingredients and that it's clean doesn't mean it's going to help you lose weight and doesn't mean that it's going to be safe. And it doesn't mean anything at all because somebody along the way just decided to make that up. Like, I don't even see that on boxes. I feel like boxes are not even allowed to put that on their um, labels. I honestly get more worried about small brands that aren't really regulated as opposed to big brands that have a lot of additives. We have regulations in place for these larger food brands because things happen um, along the way in, in times like a long time ago before things were regulated, they found out that they need to install, like make some like audits on factories to make sure that people are like wearing gloves and washing their hands and having like food ratings. And so 
the things that we have in place are for a reason an accident happened a while back and then they have added something or they needed to add an ingredient. I know that every now and then an additive comes along like a while back it was trans fat um, that now is not allowed to be on anything, but it's not as common as you it's not as common as you would think and it's just not something we need to go around thinking that we need to avoid. There's so many other things that we can avoid, like actual, just like unhealthy food. And that can be a natural food or not. I mean, lard is a pretty natural food and it's something we should not be having. So overall, just like be wary when people say something is clean. The only time that you should be having something that's clean is maybe if you're making your own food, sure. Like if you are making tomato sauce and you are literally making it from scratch and only has a couple ingredients, then great. I can totally get behind that. We know it's safe if it has few ingredients because you've made it yourself, but I don't want somebody in a factory only putting in like an ingredient that maybe needs to be cleaned for like bacteria or something, or needs to be, have a certain thing to preserve it. So bacteria doesn't develop. Like I'm not going to trust somebody else to make something with minimal ingredients. It's going to stay good forever. No, thank you. Cause especially because it's probably going to be on the shelf for a while, or I don't know how long it's been on the shelf. If I've made something myself and it has less ingredients, great. Cause I know exactly what's in there. I know I've washed my hands. I know the dishes that I made are clean, but no, I, I, I just think the more ingredients sometimes the better, to be honest, we don't need to be worried about clean eating. It's not a thing. Don't get ta- caught up in it. The second thing, pushing gut supplements. So I need gut supplements to be a category in and of itself because it's everywhere. I thought we'd be done with it by this point. I mean, I've done a whole podcast episode on it, so you can make sure to check that episode out. I'll put the, um, the link in the show notes, but we don't need to repair our guts as much as these influencers say that we need to. And also keep in mind that I don't feel like these people would really be talking about it if they didn't, um, from like, uh, monetize on a lot of the things that they talk about. So keep that in mind as well. Um, but yeah, our, our guts are pretty good. I mean, as long as you don't have any major GI disorder or your doctor isn't saying that you need to do anything, I don't think we really need to be worried so much about taking all these pre and probiotics all the time. Plus, there's a lot of natural um, pre and probiotics, which also is confusing about like clean ingredients because it's like, okay, we want things to be clean and natural, but then we're also going to like just supplement ourselves to death. I don't know. I don't get it. But um, we can eat prebiotics, which is what helps our gut bacteria actually grow. Um, That's what they feed off of in the form of fiber. So that's why I'm always talking about eating more fiber, always talking about eating fruits and vegetables. And plus when you eat fiber in the form of a food, you're also getting the vitamins and minerals. You're saving money. You're able to stay full. You're not going to be full off of a pre and probiotic pill. There's a reason that all these things are tied together in a fruit or vegetable. Um, So you're going to be way better off having a pre or probiotic in the form of an actual food. Probiotics are, is bacteria and you kind of need it to be a little bit more of a food product, but these are things like yogurt, like kimchi, sauerkraut, kefir, um, kombucha, stuff like that. However, I will say that I don't think that the the research is really there to support that it's going to help us all that much by increasing the probiotics that we eat. Um, if you think about it, you just want to nurture the the gut that you already have. I was thinking about some sort of example, and I think about it a lot like plants in your home. I know for me, like it's really tempting 
when I get a lot of plants to just like not take care of them <laughs> or just like I don't end up taking care of them, right? Um, and so instead it's like, well, let me just like buy a bunch of new plants. That's expensive. And it also is just going to perpetuate this problem of me constantly needing to buy new plants. However, I mean, or on the flip side, I could just take care of the plants that I already have. I know that they do well in the house that I have, and they're going to actually grow and flourish and maybe get bigger. And that's what we want to think about when we're going to give ourselves prebiotics. It's like taking care of the plants that you already have versus, I mean, uh, versus probiotics is just introducing new plants that might just die if you don't nurture them. And then you're going to have to always redo that process. So it's again, way healthier just to take care of the, ba the bacteria that you already have because it's individualized to you as well. Your gut bacteria is developed from when you're born. Um, and so you want to nurture what you, you have and not just try to like override it and constantly give it new bacteria that I don't know, isn't designed for you. Um, also something with gut, gut stuff is that I, I have a theory that it's so catchy right now because it's not very measurable. Like there's not a very good test to know if your gut bacteria is good or not, unless you're severely, severely sick. I mean, when I used to work in the hospital, they would give people a probiotic pill, like temporarily, because you don't need to be on them forever. There's not really a purpose, but um, there's also just not a very good way for the average person to know if their gut bacteria is good or not. So I feel like a lot of these gut companies are able to capitalize on that and just tell you that everything that's wrong with you is because your gut is wrong, which is not true. I mean, you are, might be low energy because you just have a really hectic day or you're stressed out or you need to go to therapy or you aren't eating enough fruits and vegetables or you didn't get enough sleep. It doesn't always come down to gut for everything. I mean, your skin might be not good because you're not washing your face correctly, you know, or something like that. I think that these companies with the gut stuff or capitalizing on something that we can't really measure and it's not very fair. Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, then let me tell you about our three-month lifestyle reset program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight, increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non-judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. Number three is overall pushing a random supplement. So I want to separate the gut supplement out from this one, but I guess this will never end. When I was thinking of like, are there any diets that are going around? I don't feel like I hear any fad diets anymore, which is amazing, but I feel like it's just shifted to these like supplements. There are so many supplements now and they're all being pushed by these different influencers. And again, I feel like it's mostly all for an ad or they get an affiliate link off of it or something. Um, and you just don't need them. It's it's kind of a waste of money. 
Um, all you really need is a multivitamin unless your doctor tells you otherwise, you know, or you have a special condition. We did another episode on this where I asked a nurse practitioner this, and she said the same thing. And we can link the um, episode in the show notes um, where she, you know, can your doctor or your primary care provider can take your blood and go over if you're low in iron, let's take this type of supplement. Or if you're low in magnesium, maybe take this. But you probably have your bases covered just with a multivitamin. And as long as you're not having any symptoms of a low vitamin problem, you don't need to be taking a lot of other ones. You also just can't absorb extra vitamins and minerals. There's that saying that a lot of vitamins and minerals are just really expensive pee because you literally just pee excess out. You can't like stockpile 300% vitamin C. You just can't. So if anything on any sort of bottle says like 300, 500, a thousand percent of something, unless you're super deficient, you don't need it. And it's just going to be a waste. It's way better to get vitamins and minerals from actual food sources for the reason that I've kind of already said, like you just get so much more in an actual fruit or vegetable compared to a supplement. So if we take something like greens powders, um, sure, maybe they have fiber and maybe they have some vitamins and minerals, but it's still no substitute for the real thing because let's compare that to like spinach or like a green bell pepper or a cabbage or something, you know? And that you're also going to get water, which is going to help you fill you up. It's going to hydrate you. You're going to get fiber, a lot of fiber. You're going to get volume. So it's going to fill you up as opposed to this powder is not going to fill you up. It's also just going to have a better, give you a better relationship with food when you actually eat it and you appreciate like, hey, like this thing grew out of the ground. I, I love going to farms and stuff because I love having an appreciation for what ended up on my plate. You know, I love thinking like, there's somebody that grew this from its seed and took care of this piece of spinach. And there's somebody that processed it and put it in a bag and put it on the grocery store shelf. And now I have it. And as opposed to the old days where you had to do all that yourself, like we're so lucky to live in a time where we can nourish ourselves and we don't have to do it through all these like expensive supplements. So you just have a way better relationship with food and in general, eating out, you know, you don't, you, you, I would hope that you would include a fruit or vegetable when you eat out and not just be like, oh, don't worry. I'll just greens powder it up. Um, if you really want to do something like a supplement ish, because you like the idea of it, which I get it sometimes I just want to feel like I'm doing something fancy. I would really recommend doing a smoothie. Um, because you are eating the whole fruit or vegetable when you eat a smoothie and cl my clients love it. Um, we recommend eating five to six servings of produce a day, and you can get a lot in when you do a smoothie. So if you're wanting that like greens powder supplement effect, do a smoothie and it's going to be way better for you. All right. Two more before hopefully I don't lose my voice because I'm recovering from a cold. Like I'm sure you are as well. Number four is villainizing dairy and gluten. I feel like this is an old one, but I was kind of thinking like, is there another thing that comes up a lot? And I will say that I love Sarah's day. I don't know if you follow her. I haven't followed her in such a long time, but it's even just comforting to see her little like thumbnail come up or I haven't like watched her stuff in a while. I feel like I'm able to follow her story through just like what her thumbnails say, but she was like one of the worst at this. And I feel like, I feel like so many influencers still villainize dairy gluten. I feel like has kind of been able to come back, but I don't know what it is about dairy. It's just like, it cannot catch a break. Um, I love dairy and I, you know, I just went on a trip in November with the dairy council and hopefully we can do a little podcast collab soon, but yeah, there's no reason to get upset about dairy. I mean, which is also crazy when 
these influencers are like talking about swapping something out for like oat milk or almond milk, which in my opinion is way less natural than actual milk. So again, with this idea of like wanting to eat clean, but then doing something that's so processed just does not make sense to me, like an almond milk situation. Um, There are very little nutritional, there's very little nutritional value in milk alternatives, if anything at all. Like I was trying to think, is there any exception? And no, I mean, a lot of people think that coconut milk is better because it's from like a fruit or it's from a fruit or yeah, it's a coconut, a fruit. It's from like an actual fruit, like a produce, I guess I would say. Um, But coconut milk is actually pretty bad for you in terms of it being high in saturated fat. The same with coconut oil, especially if you have high cholesterol, any sort of like heart problem, please stay away from um, coconut milk unless it's like you could check the nutrition facts label. Like, I don't know why, but the one at Starbucks is pretty low in saturated fat, but just like straight up coconut milk, I would argue is way worse for you than regular milk because of that saturated fat content. Um, it's lower in protein as well, and it's going to be lower in vitamins and minerals than regular dairy milk. So if you like your coconut milk, great, but don't think it's a healthier option. Um, when you don't have milk and you substitute it out with something like almond milk, you're missing the protein, you're missing the calcium, you're missing vitamin D. You know, but I guess for these these influencers is fine because then they're going to just recommend a supplement to you. <laughs> you know, again, it just doesn't make sense to me of like why we take out natural foods and villainize them and then say that we need to buy the supplement when it's like we could save money and effort and time if we just like ate the real thing, which is like the whole point of this episode, basically. Okay, number five, all or nothing mindsets. Now, I was trying to think through because I like five and I was like, I like a number five for things. And I was kind of struggling. But when I think through a lot of influencers I follow, I feel like when they are doing like a new, like a reboot of like trying to be healthy, it seems like they're like, I have to do all these 20 things. Um, And not that that's really harmful or different, I guess. But like, I just sometimes feel like it perpetuates this idea of like, losing weight has to be so hard and it has to be life consuming. And like, you have to do a million things. And if you're not doing every single thing, like the 75 hard challenge, like you have to do all the things or you're not, you have to start over, then you are not losing weight when it's not true. Um, I think that it's just not good for overall stability when you're thinking of losing weight. It's way better just to focus on one habit at a time, master it, and then move on which is what we work on in our program. I show people what we're going to eventually get to for all the steps of the program, but we're not going to do all of it at once because when you do all of it at once, you will burn out. Um, It's really fun to get excited about something. And I get it if you want to just be like, I'm starting my life over and we're doing all these things. I do that with so many things in my life. And it's okay if you want to do that with health. I mean, sometimes, you know, when I moved here, I was like, okay, now I'm going to get all these healthy things at the grocery store. I'm going to find a new gym. I'm going to do all the things. And then that lasts for like two days and I'm back to normal. So if you just want to be excited about something and that means you like doing like a very all-in type of approach to nutrition and weight loss and health, sure. But don't think that it's the only way to lose weight because you're very likely to give up prematurely when you do it that way. Weight loss and overall health is way more sustainable if you're just like, hey, I want to get my life together. This week, I'm going to focus on eating three servings of produce and I'm going to bring up my, I mean, three servings of produce today and I'm going to get my step goal up to 5,000 a day. Great. The next week, you can bring it up to four servings, and then you'll bring your steps up to 6,000, and you'll build from there because that way you are actually making lifestyle changes that stick, and you don't have to continue to do this like 
yo-yo back and forth, all or nothing thing that doesn't work for you in the long term anyway. Um, I think a lot of influencers do this, I think, because of clickbait. Like it's a fun video to click on when it's like, I'm doing all these 20 things and look at all the things that I'm doing. But I just don't want you to think that that's what you have to do. And sometimes I wonder if that perpetuates that idea. Well, that is it. If you have anything else that you think influencers do that um, I left out, please put in the Spotify comments box of like thing common things that you feel like are cringy or are you're questioning if it's right as far as health and nutrition. I can try to address it or answer it on there. But thank you so much for listening today, guys. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.